0: Me? I slept like the dead, which I'd hoped wasn't a sign of things to come. I could tell Carter's soul had been wandering through some frightening places, but I to talk about them. Did you see Zia? I asked. He looked so rattled that I thought his face would fall off. I knew it, I said.
1: Robert and Hal. I run a quest to the riot series that are not about the Cap High Blood Chronicles. To the right and verse, into the right and verse, the right and verse. Mythology, we see different reads, different reads, and not just Greek or Roman. To right and verse, into the right and verse, the right and verse. So if you're down, and we'll you if you're down, come join us where we're going. The right burst, the right
0: burst, to the right and verse, to the right and verse. Hey, hi,
1: and, and hello. hello. Welcome to Into the Riodiverse, a Rick Riordan read-along podcast where we read the books that aren't a part of the Camp Half-Blood Chronicles.
0: This includes Percy Jackson and the Olympians, Heroes of Olympus, and The Trials of Apollo.
1: Today we continue our look into the Cain Chronicles, The Red Pyramid, chapters 27 and 28.
0: A demon with free samples, and I have a date with the god of toilet paper.
1: Hey, Hal, how are you?
0: I'm alright. I'm, I'm existing.
1: Isn't that... What anyone isn't that what everyone's doing currently? Honestly, so no, no new, no, no big news this week. Um I'm pretty sure we have emails. I didn't look at emails this week. I, I, I was so busy at work and with life. Mm-hmm. The holiday season is upon us. Hal, can you believe it?
0: Unfortunately, Mariah Carey has already come out with a remix of All Santa. She is ready to collect her money.
1: Wait, seriously?
0: She did she double. She released a remix of "Oceana" with Ariana Grande and um, Jennifer Hudson. All two words harmoni- Well, three words harmonized whistle tones.
1: Great! Now a new, a new generation, a new song for the next generation to uh, hate.
0: I mean, it's it sounds good, but I'm I am already I already fear that they will overplay it.
1: Are they already overplaying it at your retail job?
0: They're playing the old version, not the new version.
1: Oh, shit. Let's go, boys. Hal, on a scale of one to uh, population genocide, how much do you hate the music playing at your store?
0: Oh, genocide, genocide, genocide. (laughs) Oh, my God.
1: Oh, it can't be that bad, Hal.
0: It's the same songs over and over. It's like... Every two hours, it's the same song again. I'm like, I just heard this. Like, can we, can we not? Can you, can you at least add more songs so that I don't hear the same thing again?
1: Oh come on, Hal. Where's your holiday? Sp- where's your holiday spirit? Your Christmas cheer?
0: Uh, you know what? That's actually a very dark joke. So I'm not gonna say that.
1: Say it, and if it's too dark, I'll cut it out.
0: Oh, uh, it dead like almost three hundred thousand Americans.
1: Motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, Damn.
0: yeah. That's why I did not say that.
1: <laughs> no, I'm um, keeping that in. That was great. Oh my god. Um, yeah, I guess that's another thing. Um, please, if you are a person who is currently existing, um, stay home. Don't don't engage in social gatherings. Wear your mask. Wash your hands. Uh, stay six feet away from people. All that good that we've been hearing since March.
0: Yeah, but apparently it bears repeating.
1: It bears repeating. It, it's it's very scary to see you know two hundred thousand plus cases a day.
0: Were they like topping like a million?
1: No, I'm pretty sure they're topping a million, maybe worldwide. But yeah,
0: that's probably, that's probably the report I saw. Yeah. You know.
1: If we had if we had a million cases a day in the United States, we'd be we f- more than we are now. More than we are now.
0: I mean there's there's good news on the horizon. They're they are coming up with vaccines even though that's a hot topic in and of itself.
1: Yeah, oh man, I can't wait to hear what the anti-vax moms are going to say about the the vaccines for COVID.
0: I don't understand why people are fighting it, but apparently it's a a topic worth fighting over.
1: <laughs> my my favorite my favorite thing that people are saying about the COVID-19 vaccines are like, "Oh, they're going to put a microchip in you to track you." <laughs> They say on their GPS-enabled phone with, uh, with facial recognition.
0: Honestly, it's like, sis, they're already tracking you. This isn't going to change anything.
1: <laughs> How as I, as I keep finding myself saying, low these past few recordings, uh, this is not a political podcast this is a Rick, I almost said Percy Jackson read along podcast. This is a Rick <laughs> writing read along
0: podcast. You've done more of those recently than our actual pad class. <laughs> oh class.
1: Yeah. So yeah. Um, for those of you who, who care about that kind of stuff, I was recently in a collaboration with seaweed brain. It was their big se- series, not series, like season one finale of reviewing the original five books. And I got to join that and it was chaotic. And, um just now they posted an instagram video highlighting some of the most crazy moments and i'm like oh i missed that i i it's a good time you, mm. you 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 we we need to find a time for you to come on to one of them it's very fun and chaotic
0: um i took oh yeah i forgot to tell my mom but i took well people are going to be business christmas week but i took like that entire week off because i'm like no i will not be dealing with the people coming in for last minute christmas gifts
1: which which week
0: Christmas week the week of Christmas
1: oh boy
0: it's like two weeks from now I was I was surprised it got approved too (laughs) I was like I was like whoa
1: oh man um well how politics and whatever that was aside we are a Rick Riordan read-along podcast we have to read a Rick Riordan book
0: oh we have to read yes sad face (laughs) sad face
1: indeed Um, so we are now presented with chapters 27 and 28 of uh, the king chronicles the red pyramid Hal what did you give a demon with free samples
0: I gave this an 8 I enjoyed I enjoyed the antics
1: I'm going to pull up my notes because I totally forgot to do that (laughs) I gave it an 8 as well (laughs) and then what did you give I have a date with the god of toilet paper
0: I also gave that an 8
1: I gave that a 7 winning again you,
0: you are. I am, I am watered.
1: <laughs> what, what, do you remember what our bet was for at the beginning? Oh yeah, we were going to go to the museum. <laughs> Good, uh, luck with no. that. Good luck with that. I mean, hey, with the projected vaccine course, um, everything should return to quote unquote normal by next summer. So maybe by next summer we can do our little, a
0: little shtick.
1: our little shtick, our little day out. Funnily enough, if we actually stick to a schedule and we read our chapters every week and we record and we do everything every week by next summer. We'll be done with the King Chronicles.
0: All right. So we can expect to be done with it in 2022 copy.
1: Exactly. All right. (laughs) Um, So we are again, we're a read along podcast. How let's start our reading. Uh, how? what happens in Chapter 27, A Demon with Free Samples?
0: Alright, so basically this is our, our, the beginning of our little foray into the to the land of the dead.
1: do Spooky, 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 spooky. Man, it's a shame we didn't read these chapters during, like, Halloween.
0: Yeah, but we have terrible scheduling and computer issues and laziness.
1: Yeah, there's so many things that just come into contact with this podcast. <laughs> uh, taking off from the last chapter... Uh Carter wakes up and Sadie is like, Hey, you just woke up. You had a you had a spooky vision, I bet. Was Zaya there? And he's like, What? And she's like, I knew it.
0: <laughs> I knew your teenage hormones were acting up. <laughs>
1: um, and so they go up to the wheelhouse uh and where Bloodstained Blade and Khufu are there and Khufu is driving. I I would like to note, I don't think Khufu should be driving.
0: Uh I to be honest, of all the people that are currently on this boat, I think Kufu's the most qualified.
1: I don't know, Hal. I just feel like he's going to monkey around.
0: Listen, there are already <laughs> enough puns in this, this <laughs> chapter, so I'm going to need you to stop.
1: <laughs> so they're driving through the river, and um, the the axe man—I forget his name already, even though I just read it two seconds ago—is holding. Yeah, he's holding a map, and that map is the spells of coming forth by day. Which, according to Carter, is just pretty much the ancient Egyptian equivalent of The Idiot's Guide to the Afterlife.
0: (laughs) And I love how offended he is about this. He's like, I am not an idiot. And I'm like, sure. Sure, talking axe. You sure are not an idiot.
1: I don't know. I mean, he he does seem like he's the sharpest tool in the shed.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'll put a muscle on you at some point. Uh,
1: Please, No. Um, so then they arrive at the first cataract.
0: Which basically amounts to, please hold on for, it's basically the L train. Please hold on.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The L train, when the L train doors close, they don't say, stand clear of the closing doors. They say, buckle up, motherfuckers. Uh, I haven't been on a train in so long, Hal. When's the last time you were on a train? Yesterday. Oh, you poor bastard. Um, and I
0: do have to travel to and from work. And unfortunately, I do not want to give Uber $30 a day to get to work. So...
1: Been there, done that. Um, so they're on their way. They cross the first cataract. And they just crossed into the land of the dead. Don, don, don. Uh, and I love how Sadie's like, I'm guessing this is in the, the Mississippi. And I'm like, Sadie, you're British. You don't know anything about the United States. Honestly. <laughs> and uh, bloodstained Blaine is like, nope. We're on the River of Night. It is every river and no river. The shadow of the Mississippi, the Nile, the the Thames. It flows through the Duat with many branches and tribu- tri- tributaries.
0: On the map. On the map. On the map.
1: On the map. On the map. And as they are passing, <laughs> god damn it. And as they are passing through, uh, the river, they see like villages of ghosts, and they're like crying out to the ship and like you know trying to grab the ship and uh boss says that these are the lost and confused spirits who never found their way to the hall of judgment
0: and you kind of you kind of feel bad for them like
1: oh well. hold on a second i'm just gonna take a sip of my water your wawa ah. remember kids stay hydrated this is a this is a threat stay hydrated <laughs> sadie is like why do they look so sad and carter's like well dear sister mine they're they're dead
0: it's like they're they're also kind of stuck here.
1: <laughs> yeah, and Sadie's like, no, 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 it's more like they're expecting someone. And Boss is like, yeah, so they're expecting Ra for e- eons Ra's glorious sunboat would travel this route each night.
0: I immediately pictured Helios' Chariot from God of War.
1: I have not played God of War. Really? There are so many video games I have not played, Hal.
0: But, like, God of War was, like, such a huge part of our childhood.
1: It's a huge part of your childhood, not Couldn't, a huge part did of Did you childhood.
0: not own a PS... PS2 or 3?
1: Uh, no, I went Xbox. The first PlayStation I bought was PS4. Oh.
0: Oh, you poor child.
1: Hey, I had pre- plenty of fun Xbox memories, like Spider-Man 2, Shrek Super Slam.
0: You know, how did I know there was a Shrek game involved in your childhood? <laughs>
1: shrek super slam listen my sis okay we're gonna derail for a second my sister had the nintendo line she had a gamecube she had an n64 she had a wii she had everything my sister would never let me play super smash brothers melee it was my favorite game that she had she never let me play it so one christmas or birthday or whatever my parents got me shrek super slam and i played the ever-loving f- out of that game <laughs> i i I know everything about that game. I know about the tier list. I know how to do the special moves with the broken characters. That's I, how much time I'm I devoted know to that you game. You are
0: not going to try and tell me that Shrek Super Slam had a tier list.
1: Shrek Super Slam does have a tier list. Uh, S tier is, I believe, Red Riding Hood. That makes sense. She has this like broken dive punch that like always hits or whatever, uh, and it's very very hard to block. But uh, again, we're we're de- we're derailing.
0: We sure are derailing.
1: Um, so Boss is like yeah so for years and eons Ra would come through here and it was like you know the only warmth and sunlight that the like the spirits got and I'm like oh that's sad
0: that's depressing but Carter's like that's a legend uh, the earth revolves around the sun the sun never actually comes to the earth and Boss is like don't you know anything about Egypt gosh you're such an idiot Baka <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: baka mean brother no baka means idiot Doesn't yeah, it?
0: yeah baka is idiot
1: what's um what's brother onichan right
0: but yeah but basically basically Voss explains that they aren't the literal objects that exist in the real world they're more of like representations of their power and and stuff so the the sun is more of a representation of Ross' power nah. the sun warming everything in the universe is a pretty accurate description of how powerful he is
1: yeah it really messes with me a little bit. like when I think about the God's powers, I'm like, okay so Ra is the, is the god of the Sun but like that's for Earth. is he the god of the Sun unlike Jupiter?
0: The sun is one of the biggest stars in the universe so you know the sun the sun does it's it's weaker in Jupiter I think but it does the sun does warm its its atmosphere as well.
1: I love how boss. At some point, she's just like, "Yeah, since Ra's just in the heavens, uh, he sleeps, so the sun is just the sun." Mm. And then they're like, uh, "Legend says that the world will end when Ra gets too tired to continue living in his weakened state."
0: And it's Snake, Snake, Snake will be like, "No, no, 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 no."
1: Mister Snake will be like, "Ah, yes, delicious. The sun. He he'll be like that Gordon Ramsay meme. Uh, meme. Finally, some good f- food."
0: And then Sadie has the horrible realization that's like, yeah, Isis is kind of responsible for that because she kind of kind of set Ra up. But anyway, but, uh, Sadie is like, you know what? This calls for some humor. Ra should wake up and smell the salab.
1: He should come back. And Boss is like, yeah, and the world should be young again, Sadie. I wish it could be so.
0: And everyone should be required to eat friskies. <laughs>
1: Uh, I love how Khufu, like, grunts and gestures, and Bloodstained Blade is like, Ah, yes, uh, the baboon is right. We should go to the prow. A challenge will be coming soon.
0: A challenge? It's time to duel. And now it's time for Mortal Kombat reference number 5,000.
1: I was going to go for Yu-Gi-Oh! reference number 12,475. GG. Yo, Move! Yeah. Uh, so, um, mortal souls in the Land of the Dead are always challenged. They have to prove their worth to enter the Land of the Dead. And they see this like reddish smudge in the distance, and Boss is like, weird, that's our destination. I mean, surely you should have been challenged by now. And of course, since this, since this is a Rick Riordan book, the moment she says that, the challenge appears. Of course.
0: And the the challenge appears in the form of... A humanoid creature with the head of a lion and a human with gold eyes, a black mane that are done in dreadlocks because haha Egypt, haha black people. His mouth was splattered with blood and it was feline because haha kitty with brisk whiskers and razor sharp fangs. He roared and that scares Khufu right off the gangplank. Uh, the poor baboon does, he, he jumps into Carter's arms and they both fly back. And Sadie's like, is is he related to you? And Boss is like, probably, but you know what? This is this is your
1: challenge. You're the mortals. You must deal with this challenge. And the bloody lion man is like, I am Shazmu. Mm-hmm. And Sadie's like, I Sadie's like, I wanted to say, yes, you certainly are.
0: <laughs> Sadie is me. <laughs> I would have done we- the same exact thing in her situation. <laughs> like, yes, yes, you are Shazmu. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And so, uh, Shesmu is like, "I smell the blood of pharaohs, a tasty treat." Or you dare to name me, because if we, as we've established in previous chapters, if you name somebody, you have power over them. Sadie and Carter are like, S- "What's his name?" And Carter's like, "It might be in the Book of the Dead. I'm gonna go check it. You keep him busy."
0: And here, here comes classic Sadie's Sadie humor, where he starts yelling different titles that he has. He's like, I am Osiris's royal executioner. I am the lord of blood and wine. And Sadie's like, hmm, how are blood and wine connected? Haha, ha, Christianity.
1: <laughs> and, um, you know, Shezmu is like, well, it's because Osiris lets me behead the wicked and crush them in my wine press. And I make wine for the dead. And Sadie's like, well, okay, uh, don't drink the wine of the dead. Got it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So she's distracting Shazmu, and Isis is in her head being like, good, keep going, distract him, ask him about his other duties.
0: He's like, I am the Lord of Perfume.
1: And Sadie's like, oh my, that must make your enemies tremble. And he says, ha ha ha, yes, would you like to try a free sample? I love that he's giving out free samples.
0: That's a great, that's one of the best lines, and I say, would you like a free sample? I'm crying.
1: Perfum is part of his job because um, he gets to squeeze it out of plants, like he squeezes blood into wine. And so all through all, I love how Sadie tricks him. She's like, okay, so uh, what do your friends call you? And Chesmu's like, I don't have friends. But if I did, they would call me Slaughterer of Souls. Fierce of Face." And then Sadie's like, okay, so uh, I'm gonna name you. You are Shesmu, Slaughterer of Souls, Fierce of Face. And he's like, Oh my god, how did you guess?
0: <laughs> I love how they over, he she over Carter overthought it this entire chapter, and it's just like, Yeah, he kind of he kinda told you, he kinda told you his name.
1: <laughs> oh, and then peak Sadie right here, where she's like, Okay, let us pass, but also my brother wants a free sample. Which he f- mm. ducks out of the way as Carter gets pelted with a with like a uh, with the yellow scent of dust.
0: Yes, yellow, yellow scent, and it is totally dust. But getting past the challenge, they emerge on what is described as the lake of fire.
1: Don, 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 and that ends chapter twenty seven, which leads perfectly into chapter twenty eight. I just want to point out that Sadie... I I keep remembering this. I keep remembering to remember this when I read Sadie and Carter chapters. Carter says everything in his American voice and thoughts. Like, he calls it gas instead of what Sadie says here, petrol. And he'll use miles while Sadie uses meters, which I like. It's a nice touch. Um, So their steamboat stops short uh, where the river met the lake because a giant metal gate is blocking their path. And everyone's like, what the hell is this? And boss is like, it's the Gates of the West. Ra's sunboat would pass through and be renewed in the fires of the lake, then pass through to the other side and rise through the Gates of the East for a new day.
0: A new dawn, a new day.
1: I love how Sadie looks up at like the huge baboon statues, and she wonders if Khufu has some kind of secret baboon code. <laughs> and just as they're wondering how they're going to get past, a familiar voice says, perhaps you should ask me.
0: And we are reunited with the old man who didn't murder us. Iskander,
1: woo, he's back! I love how Sadie at the beginning is like, I'm like crying. She's like, you're really dead, and he's like, well, yeah, last I checked, I'm I am dead. But
0: I sure, I sure am dead.
1: And then Sadie starts getting mad, and she's like, it was horrible timing for you to die. It it inconvenienced me. Like people want to kill me now. Your death inconvenienced me, and he's like, yeah, well. You didn't really need more training from us and they were going to kill you anyway. So who knew?
0: Oh, well, but he's like, look, look, you've, you've gone so far without me. And he's like, she, she was like, you knew, right? You knew we were possessed by the gods. And he's like, host of gods. And she's like, semantics.
1: Sadie just pretty much yells at him like, you knew and you didn't do anything and he's, and Iskander is like, well, I made some bad choices. And Sadie's like, some bad choices, excuse me? Mm-hmm.
0: And she's like, yeah, kinda, I'm kind of the reason why you guys were going to get murdered in the first place.
1: And all in all, Iskander is just like, yeah, so your mother foresaw a great imbalance. You know, she foresaw the day very soon when Mott would be destroyed and Chaos would reclaim all of creation. She insisted that only the gods in the house together could prevail. And Iskander was like, and that's why I banned the gods. Mm.
0: Yes, the wisest decision.
1: Uh, I, I love this thing, and I hate this thing about Rick Riordan's books, where just as we're getting interesting information, time quote-unquote runs out and they have to go.
0: That's that's not even just a Rick Riordan thing. That's just expo- exposition in like every book ever.
1: Yeah, Iskander's like, I know we're having this like very real plot-heavy discussion, but also I hear the voices calling me back. It was my job to just be the gatekeeper and decide whether or not to grant you access to the Fire of Lake. And uh, I can only do that if you're a brave girl. You're a very brave girl. Go, 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 go do the thing. Mm-hmm. Have fun.
0: He's she's like, I can only tell you this. A choice will approach soon. I'll let your feedings cloud your judgment. And she's like, what choice? Best for whom? And she's like, Yes, cryptic, cryptic bull crap, cryptic bull crap.
1: She's like, "What choice? Best for whom?" And he's like, "Yes." And then he disappears. <laughs> but they have been granted access to the lake of fire. Wait, lake of chaos or lake of fire? Lake of fire. Lake of fire. Why do I think lake of chaos? Um, it, it's definitely some kind of creepy. Shit when um, it's supposed to be sentimental. You know, he, he's like leaving. He's like, "Until we meet again, Sadie." And I'm like, "Um, you mean when she dies?"
0: It's like no, they're the spirits of the dead. It's fine. It's Egypt. They they'll they'll see each other next Christmas. Uh,
1: uh. What what I like is that this entire time that Sadie and Iskander were talking, um, everyone was kind of like frozen in place. Yeah. And she had to like snapped her. Uh, she had to snap her fingers so that everyone like becomes unfrozen. And Boston Carter like, what was that? And Sadie's like, no, oh, you know exposition that I can't tell you about.
0: Mm. It's like I can't actually tell you about it, but you know. I won't because it makes me seem cooler.
1: And then, as they're talking, they come up to the Hall of Judgment, and Boss is like, "Man, it's at times like this. I'm so glad I don't have a mortal soul." Mm-hmm.
0: it's like, now, now it is time for you. It's time for us to say goodbye to Bloodstained Blade.
1: And he's like, "I hope to see you, you uh, Lord and Lady Kane. Your rooms will be waiting aboard the Egyptian Queen, unless, of course, you see fit to release me from service." And Boss is in the back, like, "No, don't f- do it. Don't, don't let him do it."
0: she's like she's like ah, you know what we're gonna keep you on the payroll and she's like fine
1: mm-hmm. as you wish the captain said if axis could frown i'm sure he would have and then carter pulls a me and he says stay sharp
0: <sighs> This this hurt me physically when i read it i was like uh oh.
1: and then sadie pulls a U, you and he's and she scowls at carter and she's like stay sharp
0: i thought it was funny it's like yeah you're hopeless yep just like my co-host <laughs>
1: And then, as they're walking up, boss is like, "Wait a minute! I smell dog."
0: I smell plot exposition.
1: A jackal comes up to Sadie and Carter, and then transforms into the man of Sadie's dreams, literally. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yes, we are reunited with Anubis.
1: So, I mean, we're we're uh, I'm I'm putting the horse a bit before the carriage before we get to like the Anubis part. Um, I know that people ship Sadie and Anubis.
0: Yeah, yeah. This was this was a thing back in the day,
1: which um, is weird. I don't know if they actually get together in some way. You can't tell me that, but it's 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 weird.
0: It's weird.
1: It's weird. Cool whip. Hmm? I, I just want to say that I think it's weird for uh, an immortal to be paired with a twelve-year-old girl.
0: I mean, is it any any weirder than anything else that goes on in this series?
1: Yes. Because at least most of the couples in this series are not jail.
0: I mean, do laws really apply when you're several thousand years old and can't tell the word?
1: Jail. Moving on. I, I love how... He- here's another pun. When she's describing Anubis, she says he's drop-dead gorgeous. Uh... <laughs> he has a pale complexion, tussled black hair, and rich brown eyes like melted chocolate. He was dressed in black jeans... Combat boots, a ripped t-shirt, and a black leather jacket that suited him quite nicely. So basically Nico D'Angelo.
0: Uh, he kinda dresses like me to be honest in real life.
1: <laughs> yeah, you do dress like this. All he's missing is like the black hat. Honestly. I-, I love how Sadie has to be like, look, I'm not boy crazy. My friends in school are, but he's hot. Hmm.
0: He is he is quite quite the attractive one.
1: Sadie has to stop herself from calling him delicious, and I'm like, Sadie, you're twelve.
0: <laughs> Carter's like, you're Anubis, right? You're. We've come for the feather of truth. We've come to advance the plot. Anubis is like, no.
1: The end. All right, so that's the end <laughs> of our podcast. <laughs> you know, the end of the book. Um, <laughs> that's the end of the book he just says no everything just it, it just cuts to, it just cuts to the epilogue and so Set proceeded to destroy all of North America the and then the world I mean listen uh, if that means that uh, he ends capitalism I'm all for it Set is uh, secretly uh, the he, hero he, of the he, story
0: uh, he kinda ends everything
1: it, did he end capitalism? technically then uh, Set is the hero of the story and Carter and Sadie are actually the villains
0: dun dun dun
1: dun dun <laughs> so he's like well no i'm not gonna give it to you you're not dead why are you here and um what's it called they're trying to explain to anubis why they're there and khufu just says it in like two arg args mm-hmm. and um and he's like ah yes i i got the entire story just from those two grunts
0: He's like you're, you're horus and you're, you're isis and she's like no i'm not isis she's just kind of she's just kind of here right now don't mind her
1: and he's like, and the two of you intend to challenge Set. And Carter's like, yeah, that's the general idea. Can you help and us? And it's the
0: plot of this book.
1: And um, he's like, can you help us? And Anubis is like, nope, I can't. And I'll show you why. He turns back into a jackal and speeds up the way that he'd come. And they go into the temple.
0: Oh, uh, describe the temple.
1: <laughs> why don't you describe the goddamn temple? You haven't spoken much this entire book.
0: Uh, so the temple is a large circular... A large circular chamber that seemed to be in two places at once. On one hand, it was a great hall with with an empty throne on the far end. The center of the room was dominated by a set of scales, which is totally not imposing or important in the slightest. And then a sleep at the base of the scales was a, odd, the oddest monster he had ever se- she had ever seen. It had the head of a crocodile with the lion's mane, the front half of the body was aligned, but the back end was sleek brown and fat, a hippo. Which is I'm like, a hippo? That's what you got from that.
1: But the oddest bit was that the animal was very tiny, no larger than the average poodle, which I suppose made him a hippo doodle.
0: Yeah, that sounds like a bad joke you would make.
1: <laughs> but Sadie is also like, this is one layer, but at the same time, I, I feel like I'm standing in a ghostly graveyard. Like there's a three-dimensional projection. So basically, she's just she's just tripping really hard.
0: Yep, she's high as hell.
1: Well, I, I would say she's high off life, but uh, considering where she is, mm-hmm.
0: all right, that was actually that was actually a good one.
1: You laughed at one. I did it. I successfully did it. That was my goal from this from the beginning of this podcast to make one joke that you laughed at.
0: It's like that that one was was not terrible.
1: So Anubis is like, well, welcome to the last room you'll ever see. And Carter's looking around and on and on. He's like the Hall of Judgment. And is that Amit the Devourer, Anubis said, look upon him and tremble. And I love how Amit just like hears his name, makes a small yipping noise and turns on his back. I'm like, Ah yes. Fear him. Fear him. And Carter's like, Well, I pictured him bigger. And Anubis is like, Amit only has to be big enough to eat the hearts of the wicked. Trust me, he does his job well. Or he did it well anyway.
0: He's like, Yeah, no one's kind of coming through here. They're all kind of stuck at the beginning of the beginning of the adventure.
1: And he's like, the mod is weakening. I've tried to fix the scales of balance, but uh, I can't. And Sadie's like, okay, but why is the graveyard coming in? And Anubis is like, ah, Sadie, you're, per- you're perceptive. What do you hear? And at first she's like, what the f*** do you mean? Why do- what do I hear? Mm-hmm. I see a graveyard. And then after a second, she's like, wait a minute. I hear jazz?
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, Rick Riordan was ahead of the times. <laughs>
1: And so she like closes her eyes and then opens them, and then the hollow judgment is gone, and now she's in a uh, graveyard in New Orleans with Anubis.
0: If you know anything about New Orleans, this actually makes a lot of sense. Yes, they have they have a very very high respect for the dead there. There's actually a lot of there's like very big sections of the city that are just like giant graveyards.
1: Yeah. Anubis even comments that where they currently are is the drowned city in the French Quarter on the west side of the river, the shore of the dead. He loves it here, and that's why that the Hall of Judgment often connects to this part of the mortal world. And then they look over to the side and they see a bunch of mortals celebrating a funeral, where they are putting the deceased in his tomb, that they're cutting the body loose. The mourners celebrate the dead one's life with song and dance as they escort the empty hearse away from the cemetery. And he likes it because it's a very Egyptian kind of ritual. Oh hey, uh... yeah. I love how Sadie's like, how do you know so much about this? And he's like, dude, I'm literally the god of funerals.
0: It's <laughs> like she's like, you must be fun at parties.
1: <laughs> I, I'm I'm so uncomfortable with A, the simping after Anubis, and B the low-key flirting.
0: Why? Stop thinking so she's, hard about it.
1: She's twelve.
0: Stop thinking so hard about it.
1: And he's immortal.
0: This that is bad. That is the that is the biggest problem with what is happening here.
1: I mean, yeah, they're also in a graveyard and in the land of the dead, blah, blah, blah. Who cares? I, I, police. Okay. Police. Um, uh, and so Anubis, like, makes a shape to sit on. And uh, Sadie's first thought was, oh my god, he's the magic, ro- he's got a magic roll of toilet paper.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Which, I mean, in this day and age, toilet paper is like magic.
0: Honestly, I love Sadie's sense of humor. He so just "So she asks, why have you brought me here?'" And Anubis is like, uh, "I kind of just wanted to talk." And I'm like, uh, uh,
1: "Don't uh, think about it, Hal." Yeah, don't
0: think, don't, don't think about it. She's like, "But I don't, I don't, I don't like Horus. He's loud and arrogant and thinks he's better than me." And I'm like, "Yeah, that that kind of sounds like a future king of King of Gods. Sounds like another King of Gods that I know."
1: <laughs>
0: and she's like, she's like, "But Isis, Isis always kind of treated me like a son." And Sadie's like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not ISIS and you're not my kid. And I'm like, yeah, no, you don't act like a godling. You remind me of your mother. And she's like, oh, he's like, can't you just say some, you can't just say, you can't just reveal a plot like that and then, and then clam up. Is she here in the afterlife? Did she pass through the hall of judgment? And she's like, it's not really my hall. I kind of just look after it until Osiris, until Osiris chooses to return.
1: And so she's like, okay. So what's the form you currently have? Are, are you like a godling? And he's like, you mean am I inhabiting a human body? No, I can inhabit any graveyard, any place of death or mourning. This is just what I naturally look like. Which is kind
0: of in line with what kind of what gods kind of do in a lot of different mediums. Actually, they generally can appear in a place that ha- has a strong representation of their power. Like Poseidon will generally be able to appear in the ocean with like a giant avatar and stuff like that. You know, Zeus will kind of just appear in the sky sometimes.
1: And then along came Zeus. <laughs> in the
0: form of a duck.
1: <laughs> um, I love how Sadie has to tell herself, listen, there's no potential. He's the bloody god of funerals. He's like 5,000 years old. And then she has to like focus and he's like, okay, if you can't tell me anything useful, at least help me. We need a feather of truth. And he's like, okay, so... That's against the rules of Osiris. And she's like, Osiris oh, isn't here, is he? He's like, and he's kind of, he's,
0: like, he's kind of, you know, locked in a coffin several hundred thousand miles away from here.
1: And he's like, you, you have a fair point. And he's like, you know,
0: and he's like, he's, he's, and the baboon, he's like, the baboon didn't explain this part. He left out some plot exposition. I'll kill him.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he didn't explain the entire story in those two Uggs. He needed a third one.
0: <laughs> the third one is always most important. Third time is a charm. Yeah.
1: um and so she quickly explains to him so yeah my dad released a bunch of gods and osiris uh like sort of latched onto him and unfortunately set kind of how you say trapped osiris and my dad so we don't got osiris right now you got to give me the stupid feather so that i can help the world not explode
0: and he's like do i do i really do i help her or do I, do I get murderized by the key of gods? He's like, you know what? The feather, the feather is going to be extremely dangerous to handle. You cannot tell a lie. If you even tell a single untruth, you would probably burn into ashes. She's like, so you're saying I'm a liar, huh? And he's like, no, no, I swear you're not a liar. And I'm like, you already fight like a couple.
1: And he like offhandedly just like, why hasn't your family married you off to someone far, far away? <laughs> and she's like, excuse me, Death Boy.
0: He's like we live in the tw- we live in the twenty first century. We like that skinning's like that. We create hashtags about stuff like that.
1: <laughs> How? Hmm. We live in a society.
0: All right. So this has been another episode. We'll see you in three weeks.
1: T- t- too real. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, well, we don't marry girls off. This is the modern century. You would get canceled on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hmm, oh, then I guess I'm wrong. And she's like, yeah, you're wrong. Wait a minute. You're trying to distract me. Mm-hmm. Um so that's your father. Tell me the truth. And he's like, yeah, well, that's what the legends say. My mother, Nephthys, gave me the Osiris when I was a child.
0: He was like, fine, I'll accept this. But only for now, though.
1: And then Sadie's like, well, maybe she was trying to protect you because your dad was the Lord of Evil. And he's like, yeah, maybe. I,
0: I, I guess, you know, <laughs> still a bad call, yeah. though.
1: <laughs> Osiris took me under his wing. He made me the Lord of Funerals, the keeper of the ways of death. That's a good job. But, you know, you asked how old I am. Years don't really pass in the land of the dead. And I'm like, OK, Rick, you're going to stop that right now.
0: <laughs> it's like we're not going on a field trip today
1: no more so he's trying to put in the rules so that it can be like well technically Anubis isn't like an adult he's Mm -hmm. technically ageless like he can technically date Sadie I'm like you stop that right now I mean what's the problem (laughs) police Mm -hmm. and so she's finally like look I need you to help me please Uh, you know how your scales are broken that's because Osiris isn't here if you help me we'll get him back and He's like, well, I do a ceremony for the dead called the opening of the mouth. It lets the soul of the dead person come forth. For you, Sadie Kane, I would invent a new ceremony, the closing of the mouth.
0: (laughs) That one was really bad, but it was also kind of funny. But anyway, she's like, help me rescue my dad. We'll send Set back to the Dua. Osiris will be free and everybody will be happy. And she's like, yeah, yeah, the scales are broken. It's because Osiris isn't here, huh? So what happens to all the souls that kind of of come here? Anubis is like, yeah, it's kind of a bunch of chaos going on since then. The souls are confused. Some of them can't go to the afterlife. Some of them have to find other ways of getting through. I try to help, but it's meant to be, this place is meant to be a center of order. And without Osiris, it's kind of just falling apart.
1: And then he's like, well. I guess I'm out of options. Here's the feather. But first, you must answer my riddles three. <laughs> but now he's like, hold the feather and I have to ask you three questions. You have to tell me the truth per question. Um, and if you lie, I guess you just die. And she's like, was that the first question? And he's like,
0: well played. Well played, this game.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's like, Sh-t. Okay, it was. Here's my second question. Would you give your life for your brother? And Sadie... Is immediately like yes. And I'm like, oh they care. I'm
0: like I'm like, oh she, 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 she I, I feel like on the inside she was like ew. <laughs> she's like she, ew, but yeah. She
1: she couldn't be ew on the inside or else she would have died.
0: Honestly. What? no. I mean it's still it's still an honest, honest answer to the question. Mm. She didn't lie, she's just like ew.
1: <laughs> and then Anubis' final question is like, if it means saving the world, are you prepared to lose your father? And she would think about it and he's like, and she's like, well, if there's really no other way, if I had to, maybe like maybe, like, li-, and he, she's like, and he's like, answer the goddamn question. He's like, fine. Yes, I would give him up if it meant saving the world.
0: And then she has a crisis of identity, like, wow, damn, I'm a terrible daughter. And I'm like, he's kind of a terrible father, too. So I feel like, I feel like it evens out a little bit.
1: And he's like, okay, I believe you. And she's like, I'm holding the feather of truth and you believe me. Oh, I feel so appreciated. Mm -hmm. And this line by Anubis like really resonated with me. I want to read it in its entirety. Oh, really? I'm holding the bloody feather of truth and you believe me? Well, thanks. The truth is harsh, Anubis said. Spirits come to the Hall of Judgment all the time and they cannot let go of their lies. They deny their faults, their true feelings, their mistakes, right up until Amit devours their souls for eternity. It takes strength and courage to admit the truth, which I I just like that so much. I don't know why.
0: It's a it's a very profound line.
1: And I were reminded that the plot is waiting for Sadie that they have twenty four hours to stop Set or else it's the end of times.
0: The Set's pyramid scheme will take over America. I hate you. (laughs) Don't worry. We'll just we'll just flip the pyramid upside down and it will solve all of our problems.
1: And then he's like, all right, time for you to go. And perhaps the next time we meet, you can bring me up to speed on modern courtship rituals. And he disappears. And I'm like, excuse me, she's 12. Mm-hmm.
0: He's like, yeah, I'm kind of a kid
1: too. It's fine. <laughs> Police. And then everything vanishes and she's back in the room with Khufu and Carter. And,
0: and she does that thing where he's, she's like, I don't like him or anything. He's so ugly and annoying and I hate him so much.
1: And then um, Carter's like, so did you get the feather? And she like waves in her hand and he, she's like, whoa, what about Anubis? How did you? And she's like, okay, I have to answer the truth for every question that I get answered while holding this f-ing feather. Shut up, Carter. Let's go to the boat. Mm. And that brings us to the end of chapter 28.
0: It's so overall plot exposition, plot exposition, plot exposition. But well, we actually got some meaningful plot exposition.
1: Which brings us to scrolling through the Egyptian ages, the part where I talk about something from the Egyptian stuff. I'm tired. I want spaghetti and meatballs. Um, so, Hal, Wait. we met we met a god this book. You know what? Uh, this book, this chapter.
0: You mean Shesmu?
1: <laughs> no, not Shesmu. Anubis! So let's quickly talk about Anubis. Anubis is the god of death and the afterlife. And it's closely associated with the mun- <clears throat> with mummification and burial rites. Egyptian jackals had an association with the dead as well. They were often found digging up buried bodies and eating them, which may be why Anubis was depicted as part jackal.
0: Um, I'm pretty sure, in terms of like modern day interpretations of Egyptian mythology, he's pro- besides like Isis for darker reasons. I'm pretty sure he's probably the most notable Egyptian god.
1: Yep. Um, the priests who mummified the dead kings which we call the pharaohs wore costumes to make them appear like jackals the Egyptian people believed that Anubis helped decide <clears throat> that Anubis helped decide the fate of the dead in the afterlife the heart of the dead was weighed against the feather of truth presenting representing the goddess Mat to see if the deceased was worthy of entering the afterlife if the person had lived an evil life his or her heart would be heavy with evil and he or she would be eaten by Amit the devourer if a person was kind and good, the heart would be light. He or she could continue on to the afterlife safe and sound to meet Osiris. So that's that's Anubis for you, which brings us into our another segment: consult the divine, where I try and predict what happens in the following chapters. I literally wrote in my notes, "I have no clue." Lamal, a mm-hmm. uh,
0: quality, top quality notes. <laughs>
1: um, so. Here here's what I know. They have to get to Arizona. That's where uh, that's where set is, right? I believe so. They have 24 hours to do it. And they're currently in the land of the dead. So my prediction is that they're going to get back on the boat, travel out of the land of the dead maybe. Um it's going to be very interesting seeing how Sadie deals with things considering she can't lie for like until they meet Seth.
0: The worst part about it is that Carter doesn't even know about it, so he's just gonna uh, do it by accident.
1: <laughs> he's just gonna accidentally have her lie, and she's like burning up. She's like, "Why, Carter? Why?" <laughs> but um, other than that, I believe uh, that, that's that's all we gotta say. Hal, what do you do? You have any other final thoughts about this book? Um, or the hashtag, in
0: hashtag Anubis slash Sadie.
1: I, I'm gonna kill you. Okay. <laughs> and with that, we're at our credits. How can if you believe you, it? Uh,
0: if you guys have any hate mail to send me about Sadie Exanubis, send it directly to Robert's email.
1: <laughs> pain, complete pain. Um. So we are at our credits. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Um. Sorry, it's been, it seems very chaotic and out of order the chaos of the holidays is upon us. Um, if you would like to get into contact with the show, there are several ways to do so. You can email the show at into the inverse at gmail.com. Send us your questions, your comments, your concerns. Hell, even come by to say hi. If you want to follow the show on social media, you can follow the show on Twitter at Pod. If you want to follow me on social media, I am the damn meme page on Instagram and Twitter and soon to be on another platform.
0: Ooh, spicy.
1: I uh, give you a hint uh how if you, where do they follow you on social media
0: uh send all hate mail directly to robert's email
1: okay yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no i do not i do not have any social media so just email the show or email robert and i will i will get the feedback good or bad
1: uh the icon of the show was drawn by rampakoka you can find him on twitter at rampakoka R A N P a k-o-k-a the brilliant wonderful stupendous theme song that hal loves so much
0: top quality work only the best for our podcast
1: was made by was made made by kobe ofi on fiverr.com uh you can find him on fiverr.com kobe ofi as usual all the links and stuff that i just said are in the description the show notes whatever they're called and with that we are done with another episode of Into the Riot Uh, we will see you next week Hal thank you for doing a podcast with me no
0: problem
1: and see you next week goodbye adios